Andrew Hiller. Hello, hello. So it's just me today. Had all the time the other day. I hope a lot of you guys liked that little episode. It was pretty good, pretty long, pretty cool to finally get to bounce back and forth with somebody. And I'm not just talking to you guys by myself, but we got another one of those today. So my topic today actually just popped into my head and I'm actually sitting in my car because I didn't want to lose my train of thought. So I wasn't in my car when I received this text message, but the text message was what from one of the Hiller Fit individuals, and the question was that how the question was how do I keep myself engaged while training alone? And this individual had had a training partner on the program. That training partner decided to go the one-on-one coaching route, and that's never really something that I thought was ideal for anybody. I have it's an entire another segment, but for the individual who texted me, I asked them what it was that they were trying to do. You always kind of want to know what the goal is of this individual first. So if the the answer was that they wanted to be more competitive. They are a competitive person. And then I started to think like Andrew, what is it me also being a competitive person that gets me to go into the garage at whatever time it is, and it gets me to put myself through hell sometimes. And sometimes you don't want to do anything, and what is it that gets me to go through something that is even worth being productive, considered considered productive? So my brain started to kind of stir, and the day went on, and then I was I was laying in the tanning bed, which, you know, whatever. I'm telling you, it happened. And then I'm like, I got to talk about this, but I, I got to get out of this place. And I'm in, the, in the, I'm in the car and all right, here we talk. When I was growing up, had like a lot of us, the obsession with video games. And the thing about video games is that they're like low ceiling, low barrier for entry. And they aren't really, you know, hard in the common realm of things. They are hard. So don't get me wrong. There, there's things about them that aren't easy. There are reasons that it is a competitive sport because there are people who are way better at them than other people. And if they were easy, then everybody would be super competitive for no reason. But there's hand-eye coordination. There's reaction time, yada, yada. In order to get so good, you've got to spend such amount of time doing them. There are people who are no, more naturally gifted at certain things than others. And to which extent, it ends up being rather sporty-like in a sense. So something that I've always heard is how there is a correlation between individuals who have a fitness drive along with their apparent drive in the real world, in quotations, usually in business. So the people usually end up making money, the people end up having a business that's successful, and those sorts of things. So I do see this in my years working with people, call it 10, 15 years, that people who have the dedication to work out first thing in the morning also tend to have the dedication to put in extra work in other avenues that end up leading them 
into a route in which they're considered successful to people who see them. People don't know what it is, but then you also kind of see the flip side of it. The people who you have to convince to do things and who struggle to show up and who gain weight and who aren't on a progression for months and months and months to put on muscle, you tend to see the other end of it where then in life, you know, they're struggling, keeping jobs. They don't want to go to their jobs. They talk down upon money. They're not really into it. So, I mean, who am I to say like what really goes into that? But it's just kind of an observations that I've made, which I told you in my first episode is really all I do. So I put pieces together for you guys myself and then I kind of tell them to you guys. So it's something I see. Now, I wanted to bring this into video games, and I'm titling this The Game of Fitness. So these aren't things, the, the, the business thing is something that you may or may not have heard, but it's something that I've heard quite a bit about. And the video game thing is something that I've never heard. And I'm like, holy hell, this is going to be something cool. It could be, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We'll let you choose. So you may or may not have played video games, but there are different sorts of video games and I'm just doing this completely off the seat of my pants without doing any sort of knowledge on it. But there's video games where there are sports saying, let's say you create a franchise and you spend time like piecing things together and you're pretty into it. And it's like, oh, I want my team to be the best. And that's a type of game. There are games where it's like, hey, I'm just going to go online and I'm going to just play and see how I do against people. And then there are RPG games where you are now in the role of a person in a world and you're kind of walking around. Sometimes it's dedicated to you and it's like, oh, you got to kind of follow the scheme that is the game. And they're getting more and more complex. I haven't played a video game in a while, but from what I remember, they used to be, I don't know, total of 20, 30 hours of playtime. And from what I hear, they get up to about 100 hours of playtime. And to get through that is pretty substantial. I mean, it takes a lot of dedication to do that. And it's not so easy, but it could be addicting, which is something that I'm tying in here, the addicting nature of it. It's like once you're 20 hours into it, like, well, now I got to finish. I got to finish every little task that is within this game. And then there's also games where it's like open world. And I think World of Warcraft was one of the first ones to do that, where you essentially create a human, I don't know, like Sims, possibly. I don't know if that's a good correlation, but you create a character an orc, a wizard or something. And then you're put into this online database. And now you are creating this individual, this character in this world, and you're doing things to get advancements. And you might as well just call it life as a character in a mythical world. But hey, I got spells, I got swords, and we're fighting and we're, I don't know, I have this much currency in this world. That's why I think it's kind of like the game of life or Sims or something, maybe a combo of that, but it's Warcraft, open world. And I know Grand Theft Auto has something similar to that too, where it's open world concept. So the gist of it is that there are people who are super into these games. I was listening to someone talk about how they were selling their World of Warcraft character for thousands of dollars. So, hey, I created this person to an extent and you can have my profile for $10,000. It's like, what? You created a freaking video game character for, I mean, you buy the game for what, 50 bucks and then you can create the character. But then they created this character, put all so much time into it and then they sold it. Like to me, that sounds a lot like a business. It's like, uh, like a small scale. So like you create a business, 
it shows so much value and then there are people who want to buy it because it's a successful thing. And then here you go, buy it from me. It, it happened in this World of Warcraft game. And I guess it happens more commonly than you would then think. And then on a smaller scale from there, there would be just the sense of accomplishment that comes from the game I had spoken of where there's a 20-hour scheme that you kind of need to make your way through that ends up being upwards of 100 hours. And on an even smaller scale, you could go back to the card games on like the 98 windows where it was spider solitaire and your goal was to be able to finish. And there was different levels of difficulty, like easy, medium, hard expert. And then they give you a certain number of cards, certain number of suits to play with. And you just have to whittle away. I knew I played that game. I remember, but you get it. There are different realms and different goals and agendas and reasons that people kind of get really sucked into it. The same way that the business minded people get sucked into uh, their what it, their endeavors. It's like, hey, I want to start this company up. I need to know this. I need to know that. And then they get so sucked up into it that they're a hundred hours in quotes tying into the video game into their thing. It's like, okay, I'm done. Buy it from me, or they just end up living with it because it's this is this is their thing now. This is their business, and it's everything that they've done. So now, how do we tie this into? the gym people. So you have a, a person who isn't your typical gym goer. Now I view this person as maybe they're either really skinny and they want to build some muscle, but they really don't want to do it. Or there's someone who's rather overweight, took time to get there and they just don't want to do it. They think exercise is hard. They can't see themselves being in a gym. And it could be the same way where the super fitness model, female or male, are saying how I couldn't imagine sitting in that desk chair for three hours a day playing that video game. It's like, well, you guys have a lot more in common than you think. You you both do something that requires dedication, that is hard, that has an end goal to an extent, or maybe it doesn't. If you're just living in the open world, like people do in the fitness world, there there are correlations between them too. And I actually think that a lot of how I do this stuff is very video game history driven where I don't, I no longer play the video games, but if I start one, I get kind of addicted to it. And it's how I'm kind of addicted to fitness too, where it's like, Hey, I want to hit this number on this thing, or I want to get to this point in my body weight or body fat percentage. And I know that there's little obstacles that I need to get over in order to get there. And it'd be the same way where if I were playing, let's say it was that Elder Scrolls Oblivion game back in the day where it was like the longest game of the time, like 70, 80 hours at the point. And it was like, hey, you got to uh, rob this house in order to get this money to pay off this guy. And it's like, hey, it took 10 tries to do it. And on those first nine, you were just figuring out things that didn't work in the same way where if you were now an out of shape person trying to get in shape. It's like, well, I knew this didn't work. I know that didn't work. And it took me 10 tries, but now I know that, Hey, I figured out what a calorie deficit is. And now this works. Now, the thing is, if I wanted to go play Fortnite right now, I understand that I'm going to get my butt kicked because there are 10 year olds who spend all day, every day playing that game. And in their life, they had probably like 10,000 hours of playtime. And it's like the whole Tiger Woods, hey, 10, or 
a hundred thousand hours, however many hundred tens of thousands of hours it is to become a professional golfer. There are children who play that video game who are little beasts. And if I go play that game, I'm going to like load the game, jump out of the airplane and just get killed immediately and have absolutely no idea what was going on in the same light that there is a individual out there who sees the super jack person at said gym who has put in the tens of thousands, thousands of tens of thousands of hours in the gym. And they're like, yeah, I don't want to work with that guy. No way. Uh uh-uh. Or girl, I don't want to be in that position. It's not comfortable for me. I don't like it. It is. And I, it's not fair for me to say that it's easier for, for somebody to sit in the chair and then try to figure out how to play that video game. Because in all reality, there you For some people, it's enjoyable. For some people, it's not. I am just in the convinced uh, mindset that, and it's pretty straightforward, that it is healthier to do some exercise. Uh, You have to do it. It's just that there there is this insurmountable peak that people look at. It's like, well, I don't want to do that, so I I don't need to do this. I don't need to start down here. I don't need to figure out anything the same way where if I went to go play Fortnite, well, this is stupid. I'm not going to play because I can't play. If I, I would be lying to you if I have said that exact thing before. I don't want to play that game because I can't imagine doing the work needed to get to that point to be able to have fun doing this. But here's the thing that happens is you kind of dabble in it a little bit. You go to the gym. It's like it becomes part of your day. And then you get the little cravings for it. So it's like, Andrew, I started playing Fortnite. It's like, well, I got a little bit better. And it's like, all I had to do was start. I had to start. I had to show up. I had to put it in my schedule. I show up. Let's say I am now the fitness person going into the video game world. It's like, oh, every day at four o'clock, I'm turning the game on for an hour. And then I get addicted to it. And it's like, oh, so like two weeks in, I'm like, well, I can't wait to do my little thing to get better because I see such quick gains so quick. It's like where I didn't know what was going on and I got destroyed the second I turned the game on. It's like, well, now I last 10 minutes in the game. Now I, and every once in a while, I kind of progress to a certain point where, oh, I'm getting better at this thing. There is a very similar correlation between, oh, got it. There's this place I'm working towards. It becomes a a craving of mine. Every day at four, that person could then be going to the gym and say, hey, you know, I lost a couple pounds this week. Maybe if I go for another couple weeks, I'm going to be getting even further. So that's a pretty, I mean, in either way, it's a pretty cool thing. And at a certain point, you want, you'll want to be getting further and further and further. And before you know it, you are now the 10 year old who is destroying people in said video game. Maybe, maybe not, but at least you're playing, you know, the same way where that same person could be in the gym and at least they're going. I hope I didn't lose you in that. I kind of got going on a little ranty. So, which is kind of my theme here. That's for the person who is not your typical gym goer. Now, if you do go to the gym all the time, you'll understand that there are, let's say it's a sports game, and let's say that you're playing online and you've got five or so people on your team. It's like a halo sort of deal. There'd be four people on your team and you need to work together in order to beat other teams. And that's pretty cool. That, that That's more or less uh, sport-specific where there are a handful of people, but you could also tie it into having your gym partner. It's like, you don't want to go and leave them hanging. So, Hey, 
we'll, we'll go back to the four o'clock example. I roll in at four o'clock and so-and-so, our fourth player is missing. It's like, you're going to get on that guy. And same thing, that fourth guy, if it's something you've been doing, you better have let everyone else know that you're not coming because they're going to be upset that you're not there to work out with them. It's a, it's a pretty powerful thing in either world to be part of that little team. And that hap- happens in the open world games too, I'm sure. They, they hold you accountable. Accountability is the biggest thing. It's like, hey, if I show up to the gym and the front desk person like, hey, I've seen you coming in every day for now two months. It's a good job. They'll, they'll notice when you don't show up for a couple of days if it's if they're on the same schedule that is so you you don't show up for a couple days and they show up again and they're like hey uh, i haven't seen you in a couple days what happened like oh you know i kind of fell off and then now you know that people are paying attention like hey you're here you're here you're here and then you're not here and then it's something that the, the typical gym goer has become familiar with the same way with uh you're playing your video game and uh, you remember the chia pet the freaking or not chia pet the Oh man, I forgot what it's called. It was the little electronic thing and you had to feed it. And if you tried to feed it, then you'd pick it up and it's like, Oh, you didn't feed me. And now I, I'm not a good, you're not a good owner anymore. That thing was also a little video game, but it held you accountable. And it kind of taught you, I don't know. It's like the egg that you got in grade school. It's like, Hey, are you going to be a good parent? Did you break the egg? The shell is cracked. Like, what are you going to do? So accountability is something that you can see a correlation between the video game world and the gym goer world. Uh, and the the final thing that I wanted to bring up is the competitive athlete. Specifically, I go always in across it because it's what I know most about, and this is actually what prompted it. So the thinking about it more like a video game will keep your head in what it is that you're doing. So rather than looking at a workout and saying, here we go. Time to do this this thing. You view it as a challenge or an obstacle or something that you have to get over. Or maybe you're practicing, which should be the case for just about everybody at most points in the year. Is you got to do something like, uh, let's say Fran. Let's say twenty one fifty nine thrusters and pull ups. And you know that your best Fran time is four minutes. You know it hurts, and you know that last time you did it, you broke up your thrusters into three sets. So you went seven, seven, seven on the 21, five, five, five on the 15. And then you just did the nine at the end because you were done at that point. Now, if you're treating this more like a game, your goal isn't just to beat the four minute thing. Your goal might be to say, Hey, I'm just going to do these thrusters unbroken. And that's all I want to do. One, it takes the pressure off of that four minutes. It's like the four minutes is there and I know it and that's fine. Now, if I, know that my pull-ups went a certain way last time. I'm going to disregard how those pull-ups went. The only thing I'm thinking about is these thrusters, and I need to do them unbroken. Maybe it gives you a little bit more rest. And maybe instead of finishing in four minutes, you finish in four and a half minutes. And the thing that will then happen is you won't have the same disappointment that would have occurred had you had tried to have your best time and finished at 401. But, oh, my God, I suck. I'm one second slower than last time. You would say, well, I did the thrusters unbroken, and I am learning about myself. Maybe that's not the best way to do it. Maybe I was going a little slower because I wanted to do the thrusters unbroken. But you have this entire different talk about your day, your workout, how things went. And typically it leads to a positive nature 
which is something that's good for one being competitive in general you learn and two for working out it's like there's nothing fun about going in you just like you finally pulled yourself to doing this this workout that's going to be real hard and then you do worse it, it's really hard to keep yourself motivated when stuff like that happens and i brought up the whole training alone thing so little goals like that within your workouts are important and one of the harder things to do when training alone is the the amount of structural things where you're sitting on the rower or the bike or you're running and that, that, that's it. You're doing it for 20, 30, 40, 60 plus minutes and you're doing intervals and it's boring as hell. And I've talked about this before is one of my favorite things to do is the 10 by 300 meter row. I have such a huge history of it. I know how it feels. I take the one minute break in between and I literally turn that thing into a game where it's like, Hey, every 300, I want to hit 139.9 this time. Because I know that if I can do that right now, then I'm in decent shape. And if I can do anything quicker, or if I finish up this entire thing at the 139.9 pace, then I know how I feel. If I feel great, then I'm like, oh, cool. I'm in really good shape. If I feel moderate, then it's like, all right, I'm a little bit out of shape depending on when, what point of the year I'm in. And if I feel like garbage, it's like, well... I better damn well hope that something else is going on. Maybe I didn't eat enough. Maybe I didn't sleep enough. I don't know. But it gives you a little feedback. And it's something that you use like a a game. And if you're playing a game and you're playing something like a sports game and you're playing a buddy and that buddy just keeps on beating you up, it's like, well, what's going on? And I don't know what's going on. Well, it's like, well, I need to try to change some things up. And it gives you a little bit of feedback and it makes it – more fun. You go play on your own. It's like, I'm going to do this and this and this, and this guy will never see this coming. So you play alone and then you play your buddy again, and then you're beating your buddy. It's like, well, it's only because I did all that practicing on my own. I'll never get better just playing my buddy over and over and over again. You got to do some work on the, the back end, the training alone end. The, you go into the gym, and if you work out with the same couple people every day, and everyone knows who's good at what. Like, well, you're not going to try and beat that person because, you know, you're not going to. I can't just go play my buddy Nathan in some basketball game and try to beat him because he beats me every single time. And that's cool because I realize that if I ever want to beat the guy, there's some work that's got to be done. And I got to do that work on my own. And it'll be fun, like working on some stuff on my own to get better to possibly beat him. And after it's it's the whole insanity thing. It's like if you repeat the same thing over and over again, it's the definition of insanity. So if you want to be competitive there, you have to train alone. You have to do it with your own mindset and your own goals. It's like, you can't just beat your head against the wall, hoping to get better than somebody for no reason. You got to do things for you. And then it's never over. So best in the sport, Matt Frazier just retired. And it's because at a certain point you've played the the game so long that you know what it takes to get better and you're doing everything to suck out that last like half a percent to continue getting better. And it gets really, really hard at a certain point. So if Matt Frazier is doing the same rowing intervals I'm doing, and I was doing them at a 139 and he's done progressions in his own world to do like a one 25 pace on his 300s over and over and over again and he's now 125.5 and then he's like 125.1 125.2 125.3 and he's like getting slower 
and there's not a thing that he can do to get better, then it's going to become a little bit hard for him to go do it again. And that's not fun to do when you're in a game. So if you're playing a game like Fortnite again, and you're out there and you keep on finishing 60th, like that's 60th, like that's 60th. And then you're doing some stuff and you're practicing and you're getting better and you, or you think you're getting better. And then you just keep on getting 60. You get 60. Then you get 60 first. You get 60 second. Then you get worse. And it's like, well, oh my God, I put in so much time. Or even like, let's say you're the best in the world. Like the guy's name is Ninja. He wins every game, wins every game, wins every game. He wins, he wins, he wins. And then he probably does some practicing. He does some stuff. And then he starts getting second, 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 second. Matt Frazier literally cut off the freaking cord. And he's like, I'm just going to stop before I start getting second. Cause I don't want to be on the back end, like trying to do what I can do to keep getting second. So it, it never, it, it'll never be over unless you stop. And in the world of competitive fitness, there's a, there is a window and there is a time where you probably just need to stop. And the same thing probably happens in just about everything, but especially competitive fitness. The most important one though, I'd have to say would be the typical gym goer and that never stops. So turn on Fortnite, you play, you have fun, you're done. You do it every day. You do it four plus days a week, hopefully, maybe even every day. And you just do it to have fun. Like, And I'm not here to say like video games are bad because they're really good for certain things. And one of them being mental clarity and just like camaraderie. And there's a lot of good that comes from them. You can't just say, hey, video games are stupid because they make you inactive and waste time. Because you could say that to anybody about anything nothing you do that you enjoy doing is a waste of time. If someone tells you that you're wasting your time doing something, I mean, there's a possibility that you're doing it too much. Like too much of anything is a bad thing. Water is an example. Don't drink too much water. <laughs> but if someone's like, hey, you should stop playing video games for 30 minutes a day. What a waste of your time. It's like, well, screw you, dude. You you do something so much that's not good either. I don't have any examples, but it's possible. It's, I mean, it's not possible. It's a fact. Everyone does something that is like, you know, someone else would consider silly. So there's my talk, the game of fitness, video games in general, super unique. How long did I talk about this for? 26 minutes. So cool. I hope you enjoyed it. And I like hearing people's feedback about this. So if you've come thus far and it's something unique to you, I might just make a game out of it, you know? easy, medium, hard, and expert level difficulty fitness programs. And you can choose your difficulty. Say, hey, I'm just starting. I'm going to start on easy. And you know what? It's never like a thing to say, hey, I'm just going to – people will start on expert. Hey, I'm going to jump into this game, see what it's like to play on expert. And you can't get through the first two minutes of it. It's like, well, okay, clearly I can't do the expert level game. It just ain't going to work. So I'm going to play on easy. It's like, well, easy is too easy. And I'm going to play on medium. So if you think that'd be cool and you've come this far, let me know. Until next time, bye.